Hey guys, welcome back uh, to the encounter by us for Redeem LA. Today we have Cat, today we have House, today we have Deb, and today uh, we have um, my friend, our friend uh, Diane. Um, and today we're gonna we're gonna speak about uh, revindication, which uh, we were we we're studying almost all year, right? I feel like it's uh, it's not uh, anything new, but at the same time, I think it's good to uh, to study this. And uh, I think I think so we can understand what revindication means. It's it's I think to give back what you once lost, right? If I'm not wrong, um, if if I if anybody uh, if anybody has the actual thing, that'd be great. But I think revindication is so cool because it's what you have lost, and God gives it back to you for some way or some reason. And you know what brings me to mind is uh, back in the Jewish um, culture, well, not back in the Jewish culture, but in the Jewish culture, like of the of the olden days. Every 50 years, they used to be called a jubilee, and they used to uh, whatever whoever owed money to somebody it would go away. If uh, you know prisoners were in prison, they would kind of like you know let, like everything would go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And and it's cool that I just think it's super nice and super cool that how how God just chooses you know to to vindicate us or, and to revindicate us. I'm sorry, right? Because we I feel like we have been vindicated at some point in our life, mm -hmm. but we always turn out to lose. Well, we already had. I have and a definition you want. Yes, yes, please, please. So, uh, revindicate just as to vindicate again. So, I'm going to read vindicate, which yeah. is to clear someone of blame or suspicion or to show or prove to be right, reasonable, or justified. Yeah, so, so, to do that again. So, in other words, we can use the word justi justification. We can mm -hmm. use uh, uh, vindication. We can use all these all these things. And I was uh, I, I was uh, I was reading Isaiah right now with uh, with, with the one you guys were all standing right now, and it said. In Isaiah 43, 26, it says, Remind me and let us argue the matter together. State your case so that you may be vindicated. And this is uh, this is the verse that goes, Acércate a mí, let's get together and let's, let's talk it out. Like let's, yeah. let's talk about what we have against, what we have against each other. Because God, God, honestly, God is so amazing because he doesn't, he does, he's not a God of saying, you know, uh, even though he could, right? He, he's not, he's not the person that goes, "Hey, be quiet. I am God, and do as I say." But he goes, "Come, let's talk it out. Let's come, come, and let's look. Look what it says. This. Let's argue the matter together. Like let's let's talk it out. Let's see what we can. Yeah, like you know, like I'm not sure. I'm not sure arguing like your siblings, right? Like you're yeah. yelling at each other, like, but more like arguing like as in like saying, like, "This is my case, and this is my case." And of course, God has a better case than all of us, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But it's so it's so cool that that God tells us to come and meet with Him, you know, and. I think that's that also uh, applies to the, the Holy Supper when He vindicates our our spirit, and we can see like a lot of ways where, where God uh, vindicates a lot of people. And, and um, I wanted to start. Uh, who had um, the ninety nine? You had it. Right? I had the ninety nine. Yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you, why don't you so why don't you, yeah, yeah, pretty much the whole time is um, this is Jesus speaking to the Pharisees in a parable, of course, because like just in case those who don't know what a parable is, it means a story with some sort of meaning, right? And pretty much um, this parable starts right here in Luke fifth. Four. It says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one who's lost until he finds it? And then it continues in five. When he when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And then he says right here in six, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice for rejoice with me, for I have found my lost sheep that was once lost. And I think that's super beautiful because sometimes, like, was it like we ourselves, like like was it like we just feel so we put ourselves in such a low place sometimes like for example like was it like um like i always like bash on myself and saying like was it like oh i'm not enough for what god wants for me but the lord actually like justifies everything i've done wrong and he actually like tries and like help me up and everything like that. in this case he revindicated what we had in 
what I think is super beautiful as well is the fact that he oh he like shows us off in some sort of way, right? Like, well, he's like, thank you for having my child like come back to me, and that way he can be able to edify us in the later future and be like, you're amazing <laughs> and stuff like that. You know what I find that amazing about this? That how mm. how the sheep lost itself, right? Exactly. And yet he goes out to look for the sheep. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this this honestly what breaks me, right? Because mm-hmm. he brings the sheep, right? Mm-hmm. Puts it on top of his uh, on shoulders. his on his shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning like he's gonna you know carry our burdens mm-hmm. you know carry us mm-hmm. because we can't carry and then he comes out and goes look who i found mm-hmm. the one that i lost instead of saying look at this one this one that doesn't learn this one that just never gets gets bored of being lost i you know he ran away but he comes and kind of like tells all his friends like hey look 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 who i found and mm-hmm. i feel like that's how god revindicates us you know like mm-hmm. even though like like you i like what you said that Oh, sometimes we feel like we're super far away, but somehow God brings us back with so much love and so much, uh, um, you know, patience. And at mm-hmm. the same time, what I love about all of this is that how he gives us honor in the time when we actually deserve dishonor. Mm-hmm. He gives us honor. Do you have anything to say? Yeah. Like, it's going to bring us into the next part, which is like, sometimes, of course, Jesus is happy, but how about our brothers and sisters around us? Right. Like, usually... When we ask to be revindicated, is more like a symbol for, for like, okay, like, I know Jesus loves me, but like, give me a symbol to say, yeah. to show other people like that I've changed, that I'm That's like true. that I'm not the same person that I was before, or yeah. that I lost myself, but I came back with a purpose now, right. and like, um, the story that from the beginning what Apostle Sergio gave us, which was. Um, Tamar and Huda, or Judah. Right. So, of course, she lost her husband. She was given the other two sons of Judah, but they died too. And what she wanted, she got from Judah in the wrong way possible. She like yeah. ended up sleeping with her father-in-law, mm-hmm. and then but it was in a way where she like prostituted herself to him. So imagine someone is gonna be like, bro, like. She's yeah. she's crazy, you know. Right. Like, why would you do that? But she she wasn't afraid to ask him, like, like, bro, like, show that, like, I'm, like, a part of you. That we did this together. That it wasn't only the blame on me, but like, show something. And that's when um, Judah gave her like the the cloth. He gave her the robe, um, the ring, and the staff to be like, oh no, like I take ownership of her. I'm like I'm revindicating her name. I'm setting her where she needs to be. I'm gonna give her a place of honor. Mm-hmm. And that's what we we sometimes ask Jesus for God for like, give me that place of honor. Show them that I've changed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's and it's 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 a story. I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't know how to transition. To and that. just, <laughs> and just, and just so we can understand that, like the story, the story, the the Jewish law, if you can say it, right? That if yeah. that if if your husband died, you know, um, it was it was supposed to say that his brother was supposed to give you a child, right? But that child. But in this be in this case, both of them died. So then the next one up was was the what's it called the. Um, the father-in-law, his father-in-law, which is the the the, the two guys as a uh, father, yeah. But the way that she goes about it was incorrect, yeah. right? Okay. But what I what I like about this is is um, her heart was set on the right thing to do, and and honestly, this is this is why when God or like reivindicates us, like He sees us. But I'm not saying that go and just 
be reckless, right? Yeah. Like, do whatever you need to do to, to get, you know, like, you know, divide the church six times so you can kind of be a pastor. No, no, that's not what I'm trying to say, right? But I'm, I'm just trying to tell you guys, like, we have to understand that when God when God wants to be part of us, He will give us that that and that that every vindication. Which is, if you if you remember what He gave to Tamar, He gave him a, a scepter, a gold scepter. He gave her clothing again, and it's so crazy how 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 He says, yeah, you know, like, you know, I have ownership, and I, like you said, like yeah. He takes, um, despite the fact that that you know she did anything correct, He takes uh, ownership in what in what happened, and she goes, yeah, she is the she is the she is the wife of a, of my son, my beloved son, and now I have to take care of her. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah, I was gonna tell you that. Uh, I mean, this guy, I feel like he was a little bit uh, deceitful too, because he wouldn't give her what was rightfully hers, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm thinking, like, this guy honored her in this way, and how much more God does this for us when we really He owes us nothing. Like this guy actually owed her, right? Mm-hmm. And he actually had to do this for her, but God literally picks us up from nothing and he's like okay you know what i'm just gonna like pretend you're a part of me and i'm gonna adopt you as mine and he gives us all of these like perks as if we were his actual children and he recognizes us even when we're in this way like um dirty deceitful uh, sinful everything that you can think of that's bad that's what we are and god still says hey i choose you mm-hmm. and that to me is like incredible like the best way and I-, I love that he vindicates us right but constantly he has to re-vindicate us because we are so uh, annoying honestly and so bad um, that he constantly has to do this for us. And we he could literally just say, oh, you know, I'm tired of you. No more. Thank you. But he's not. He's a just God, and he's so good and awesome, right? So I just want to share that. No, and you know, I was going to tell you that, that, that's, that what you say is completely right because he does not owe us anything. Like, he gave us life, and that should be enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people people say, oh, you know, it's because, you know, I, I don't live a good life, but that, that should be enough that he has given you life, that he has chosen you. I feel like uh, last time I was I was I was hearing some guy saying that out of like two hundred and fifty thousand like sp- like sperm like how do you call it like your biology major what do you call it like sperm, sperm right yeah. like God chose God chose you yeah. to to uh, go into your mom's um, eggs oh my God I was gonna say it in Spanish ovulos right but, <laughs> but but it's eggs and he chose you bro like one person out of all those yes you know what's funny that like. Unfortunately, I have to say, but like that—that that sperm that actually goes into your mom's like fertilized like yeah. egg, like was it like I, yeah, like, like was it like is actually gonna be the best version of you out of all of those? Yeah, you're the best version that's gonna be coming it out, and that, I think it's super beautiful so too because like, if you think about it, like was it like God could have easily made you like less or let made you more, if, in that sense, like was it like um, what I'm trying to get with this is like was it like no matter how much we try and display ourselves, like, it was like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I feel like, I feel like I'm not enough. But the Lord puts us as our, tries and puts us like our best foot forward and always tries to like, like make something out of us, if that makes sense. And that's how it reminds me, like, uh, that's how I was trying to get it. I was trying to tell you that, that's so crazy that he chose, he chose that person, you, us, Danny, Kat, Josh, Deb, Diane, all of us, he chose us and we feel like we're almost entitled to his love, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, no, 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 no. The person that I chose was actually 
Jew, the Jews, right? But instead, now I want to do with this person, this person that shouldn't be anything of mine, and I'm going to love him, and I'm going to give him chances through the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to guide him through the Holy Spirit. And now he chooses us, and through the Holy Spirit, he continues to vindicate us. And that's why that's why the, the, the thing is called revindicating, because he doesn't only do it once, but he do it over and over and over. And then mm-hmm. it reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So I love what you guys are saying because many of the times we love to self-sabotage ourselves and think like, like, think like, oh, like, what is the father going to say about me and all this stuff? But sometimes we don't even need a speech or anything really to come back. Uh-huh. Um, so the prodigal son, I'm going to read it to you guys. And this is when the son goes out and then there comes a time where he's in need, where there's like a whole famine and obviously when there's a famine you're in need so he was thinking like there's no way i can be out here anymore i need to go back to my father's house so he goes back to his father's house but before this it says um in luke 15 17 that he finally comes to his senses so that kind of just like brings to thought like maybe um we think like we're waiting for god to call us but it's us who have to come to our senses and think like, okay, bro, get it together. We have to go back to our father because it's not like God needs us. We need him. So it's time for us to go back. Okay, but moving on. And then in Luke 15, 18, it says, I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Just treat me like one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. So imagine that like he was not even close to his father just yet, but just being like at a distance. His father was just like, bro, come like, I don't need you. I don't need your speech. I don't need your um, like your your guilt, like speech to tell me like why you left or why you need to come back. Like all I need is for your presence. All I need is for you to be present and be ready to move forward, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously we will come and think like, oh, um, we need like a long speech. But really, we just need a present. You know, I was going to tell you that that honestly, that's that's the that's the that's the I think that's the problem with Christian people that. That need to be revindicated because for example like look i've been far away from god i've been very far away from god and the number one thing you're really good at is um you okay you're like pulling everything is your cough are you okay yeah uh, though the thing you get super good at is a uh, is a make uh you know a make-believe plan you mm-hmm. know what i mean like you go okay this friday i'm gonna go to church and you know what happens right mm. something always comes up and then i i like that I like that. I like how God is because God acts just like his father, the prodigal son, right? Because he goes up to him and he has this huge plan. He has this whole speech just like Kat said. And then he looks at him and he didn't even use half the speech. He goes like, I don't care about, I like what she said. I don't care about what you're going to say. I care about what you're going to do. And yeah. I think that's what it, that's part of revindication is not about what you think or what you got prepared, but what you're gonna do. I know the action that you take afterwards. Exactly. It's not about it's not people that think like, oh, it's because I'm too far away from God. And, and and I always I always tell them with the example of Peter. I was like, God, Jesus uh-huh. was, was was far away from Peter when he was uh, when he was drowning. But what did he do? He had faith, and the minute he had faith, he was next to him. It's, it doesn't matter how far away. It's about your faith. It's about how much you want to be. 
reached by God. Yes. And Danny, you know, I'm thinking about this. Imagine the prodigal son, the father would have come out and, and hugged him, and he would have been like, no, 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 I'm not worthy. Like, oh, bring him, let's throw a party. No, 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 I'm not worthy. Imagine he would have insisted in being not worthy and continuing to say what I am as a servant. And that's literally what we do. God sometimes says you're forgiven. I'm, I give you everything that you were back. Let me restore your identity. And what do we do? We're like, no, no, not yet. And years pass, and what are we saying? Like, no, I'm, you're still carrying this guilt, this uh, nonsense within you, right? It's like you hold on to your, um, to your sin, to these accusations, right? And um, I think that's one of the most important things. Like, the son saw the opportunity that the father said, like, now nah, you're my son. And he didn't say, no, no. You know what I call that? What? Fake pity. Yeah, like. Because it's like, okay, bro, you're forgiven. No, no, no. But it, you know, it, this is my favorite one. But it's unfair. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Bro, don't worry about what, whether it's unfair or not. If God, I'm telling you, there's sometimes, sometimes, I don't know why it happens, like, but you, you've seen it, right? Sometimes there's people that leave church and out of nowhere, the apostle goes, no, put them back where they were. And to your eyes, dude, it's unfair. Mm-hmm. But to God's eyes, it's not. To That's God's true. eyes, he's like, I'm going to show you what I can do. And you know what I always I always think, which I, 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 always, I always think, um, and I'm always thinking like, what if I fall? How would I want to be treated? Yeah, I want to be treated yeah. like a child, not like, oh, you want to be a servant? No, you're gonna lick my toe. Also, you know, you know, like, that's that's not what people want. And yeah. people tend, people tend to judge the way they they would judge this world, mm-hmm. but God doesn't do that. God doesn't look for God doesn't look for example. He, he didn't he didn't go ask his brother. What do you think? I know. He just did, and then when he was angry, he was like, "Why are you angry?" He was like, "Oh, I've been here all the time." He's like, "Yeah, but you, everything here is yours." It's like you can reach that. Yeah. Like, why are you complaining about him? You know, almost like saying like, uh, like, have you seen like when an older brother gets mad at a younger sister because she got a brand new toy? Yeah. You've been I bought you all the time that she left. I bought you toys. Yeah. So it's it's crazy how it's crazy what you what you what you say is true. The whole point about re- being revindicated is letting God take away what you have done and literally taking it off. Don't say, oh, I'm not worthy. It's not fair. It's not this. It's not that. No, let it go. Just like you, uh, who was saying the 99? You were saying 99. What does he do when he vindicates you? He puts you on his shoulders. Meaning what? If anybody speaks bad about you, take it. Mm-hmm. If anybody thinks bad about you, take it. Mm-hmm. The ones your shoulders, on, the, the one that's shouldering your, your guilt, your sin, is Christ. Mm-hmm. And he shouldered that on the cross. No, that's what I'm saying. So before you were even born, he said, I will take the things. He knows already every step of your path, and he still chose you. Like, imagine that. Guys, sometimes I feel like, uh, I, I always think it's so funny when Danny's like, oh, you know, we take Santa Cena and like five minutes later, it's like we already need it again, right? Yeah, and in that same way, guys, like seriously, God knew that we were going to be like that. And who can love us in this way? That that love is incredible to me. Knowing that tomorrow's sin is going to be... I don't even know, like even enjoyed because sin is enjoyed and God still sees you and says, that's my child and I'm going to help him and I'm going to carry him because maybe he can't walk back the path that he did. It's too dangerous. Let me just take him on my shoulder. Let me hold him. And I I, ah, I think that's so beautiful. But I was going to say that um, I think David has like the key to like literally getting to God's heart. And uh, I was reading uh psalms 51 17 and it says the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart oh god you will not despise and that's literally what the prodigal son had right like in his mind he had prepared the speech but the speech wouldn't have mattered had his heart not been in the right place but his attitude how he came humbly how he came like ready like literally i've lost it all i've dropped it all whatever i'm at your will and mercy and oh god cannot he cannot 
He can say he can't say no to that. Like literally, the Bible. I don't believe it to be wrong in any way, shape, or form. But it says you will not despise. No lo, no lo. Um, no lo despreciarás. I like it in Spanish better. Like uh, how do you say despreciar in, in English? Belittle. No, like you won't turn it away. You won't turn away from it. You reject despreciar. You won't reject it, right? So I think that uh, the things we have to leave behind our accusations. We have to leave behind these feelings of guilt and whatnot, and go back to the cross. Have uh, fruits that befit repentance, and um, after that, come with a good heart. Come with heart that says, God, you know, this is me. I am guilty. Because sometimes what we try to do is, you know, uh, bring excuses. Like I acted yeah. this way because of this. But that's nonsense, guys. We acted like this because we're human. We're imperfect. And honestly, we just we're bad. We're bad from at the bone. And uh, what we have to do is ask to God the to the bone. Sorry, speaking <laughs> <laughs> <At laughs> like <laughs> All right, whatever. When you guys. Say <laughs> 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 okay, sorry. Like, it goes along with what deb was saying that um that a good example that i have is peter that even though like he walked with jesus he still like um he still failed and he would um be impulsive <laughs> he will be impulsive i'm hearing impulsive yeah peter will be impulsive um he he cut off a man's ear. Jesus had to correct them. Everything he did, Jesus had to correct them. Even he rejected Jesus. And even then, like in a spiritual sense, like Jesus knew he felt guilty after that because he got to see Jesus again. I don't think he like was like, oh, Jesus, I failed you. But in his spirit, I think <coughs> Jesus felt that. And how he restored him was beautiful. Like he's, uh, he told them he loved them three times. And, um, and from there, like you, you wouldn't think that Peter would get like a high position, but God, but Jesus gave him that high position of like, he's like, you're gonna be the one who takes care of my church, you know. Yeah. And sometimes we're like, bro, like I messed up so hard, and he he's gonna give me a position where I take care of someone too, like mm -hmm. so. And knowing that he has all of us taken care of, and but we still feel that guilt but he restores it restores us mm -hmm. as we can see like sometimes we don't even have to speak it like peter did like he didn't speak it but jesus knew in his spirit like not nah, he needs this um he needs this freedom from that guilt that he like rejected me and it's beautiful what you say because with peter uh he tells him he loves him three times and he says um there's there's, there's like a lot to do mm -hmm. and and who would i mean think about this who would choose somebody that backstabbed him to do his work? Nobody. <laughs> Literally, nobody. And it's crazy because um, Jesus is, oh, he's smart. He's perfect. Like, he knows how husband, everything's going to play out. But it's crazy how how the people that usually mess up against you, and if you give them a second chance, they're almost willing to do triple, quadruple the work to prove your thoughts wrong. And, and it's crazy. Imagine this is just the world, the, the world thought. Now imagine God goes, if I forgive him, he most likely will even stay closer. And he 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 did that. He did that with Peter. He says, No, look, you failed. You you failed. You you what did he do? He he denied him three times. But in those three times, like you said, you're still gonna take care of my church. How do you think Peter felt? He felt like a cockroach. <laughs> he felt like, oh my god, the mm -hmm. same God I denied. Is the God that now leaves me his church? Mm -hmm. And uh, now, what do you what do you say about Peter? Bro, he was an amazing apostle. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, you know, well, not not in, not in that moment, but mm -hmm. as the, as time goes on, bro, 
he's you know he's one of the he has books in the bibles it's crazy how how that happens and and we can see that all through what i like about it is that all through being and understanding that he had to come back with just like Dora said with the contrite heart he never said well too bad jesus i did what you told me no he yeah. said i'm so sorry he's like i did exactly what you, you told me about it and i did it mm -hmm. Yes. And you know what else I'm thinking? That he didn't say like, oh, you know what? I'm going to earn back all of the money first. And then once I have all the money, I could take it back to my dad and say, I'm sorry. Because there's nothing we can do. Nothing we can earn. Nothing we can have. Nothing. There's just nothing we can do to earn the father's love. This is love. the prodigal son, It's right? given freely. Yeah, the yeah. prodigal son. He didn't like say, I'm going to earn back all of my inheritance and then give it back to him. So like maybe I can uh, make up. And I think that's one of the things that I really loved on the like the summary of the... The podcast that it said, you know, um, not that we care about being empty-handed when really what God wants is our heart. Mm -hmm. And we have to realize that no matter what, we do come empty-handed. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, like, sure. like uh, we don't even come close. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I was watching, uh, I was watching this. Well, of course, this video because everything's on video now, right? Mm -hmm. And it, they were saying uh, I was watching this video of like Caitlyn, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, or what's his name? What's yeah. His? yeah, Bruce. Well, Bruce, Bruce Jenner, right? And um, I was like, Bruce. And then. Uh, she was, she whatever, whatever. He was saying that, uh, um, that he was saying that uh, it was. Uh, he was like, you know, the most important part of my life is when I go to heaven. God tells me that I did good, good things and lets me into heaven. And then I was just thinking about this. I was like, dude, but heaven? No, if it's towards deeds, bro, we all lost. Exactly. And I was like, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like we think that because oh, I fed the poor last night or I gave this, bro. That's not even comes close to giving something back mm -hmm. to God. And we have to understand that every single time that we uh, that we try to bring something, and, and don't get me wrong, everybody falls to this, right? Yeah. We go, oh, I'm not gonna sin so God can accept me. And then guess what, bro? You feel dry as a, you know, just morning. 4 a.m. when you wake up, you're like, where's some water? And you feel like super dry. You feel like that, right? And then and then yet, you've kept yourself from sinning. You've kept from listening to bad music. You've, and you're like, why, why do I feel God further away from me? Because you're trying to justify why Jesus or God, the Spirit, needs to use you. And honestly, I would like to um, just go go to uh, 2 Samuel 9, 7. Uh, because this is very important. This is uh, uh, this is about like exactly revindication. This is when, when David is taking control of... of of Israel and he's becoming king and and then um he goes and calls one of his uh, army army leaders and tells him go find go find whoever is remaining of Saul's family and they bring him and he says that they bring a cripple guy and he says and then and David says to this guy which is Saul's family he says then David say to him fear not for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake and I will restore you all the land of Saul, your father, which was grandfather, and you shall eat at my table always. And then and eight says, and the cripple, I'm reading the AMPC, it says, and the cripple bowed himself and said, what is your servant that should look upon you like such, like a dog as I am? So he was, bro, he was considering himself a dog, a crippled dog as that. And he said, what have I done? To receive this kindness. Mm -hmm. And imagine who's he being kind to. He's being kind to the same person that persecuted him. To the same person that wanted to kill him. And he says, no, you know what you're going to do? What you're going to do is you're going to eat at my table. I will give you all the land back of your of your grandfather. And I imagine the guy, the crippled guy, the, 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 the family of, of Sock saying, what have I done to receive this? Mm -hmm. And what did he do? Nothing. 
he was just gonna show him kindness. And there's a verse up top that he says when he tells his uh, the guy to go find him, he says, "Go find him because I want to show him that immeasurable kindness." So imagine this: the revindication comes through, and this is a figure of how God the Father, this is which is, takes control of, um, which is a shadow of David, and we are the the house of Saul that he revindicates us. He calls us back to eat at his table, to be uh, back in the land that we used to have, and he will restore everything that we have. And this is why this is what I want to I bring it back also to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4 4. And he says, I am not conscious of anything against myself, and I feel blameless. Listen, listen to how he feels. He feels like he hasn't done anything. He says, But I am not vindicated and acquitted before God on that account. It is the Lord Himself who examines and judges me. So imagine, we sometimes the the the, the polar opposite, right? We feel like we can bring something to God so he can revindicate us. And then the opposite, sometimes we feel like so clean and so clear that we feel like, oh, I'm blameless. I don't need revindication. And yet, who's the only person that can say that we need revindication or not? God. He's the only one that can examine us. He's the only one that can judge us. So we can't. we have to be in the middle, you know? We can't feel like we're so white that nobody can touch us. And we can't feel like it's, we're so black that we can't do anything. Be in the middle. That in the middle is called humble. Mm-hmm. Just be humble. Be quiet. If it's not about you, like we like to say, shut your mouth. <laughs> and if it's about you, answer the question. But if it's, but if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's about what you have done or anything, I think, I think it's better for us just to let God put us in His place, in the place that He wants us mm-hmm. to do. Lord, I think you have something about David and the Amalekites as well, or not? Or did you just f- failed on that one? Yes, I, I fail you for now. Let me find. I tell you, I tell you, studied it. But anyways, uh, I was, also I was gonna tell you is that in Revelations two seventeen, it talks. I, I preach it to you guys, but I want to I want to tie it back to this because I think it's very important. Because for example, in Revelations two seven, um, the whole Revelation two speaks about people that conquer, people that overcome, and and in the in the revela- in Revelations he speaks about about people who accept. Uh, in Revelation two fourteen, it says, "Nevertheless, I have a few things against you." And this is to the to the um, this is to the church of uh, uh, per- Pergamum, yeah, Pergamum, right? And he says, "Nevertheless, I have a few things against you." This is Jesus speaking to the church. You have some people there who are clinging to the teaching of Balaam, and if you guys notice the te- teaching of Balaam, what what is it? Selling your spirituality, selling your gift. And it says, who have taught Balak to set a trap to the stumbling block before the sons of Israel to entice them to eat food that had been sacrificed to idols and practice lewdness, giving themselves up to sexual vice. So, so just, just listen to this. So, so God talks to this, to this, to this uh, church. And he says to those people, to those people that beat, and then, and then the 17 says, He who's able to hear, hear, and let him listen, and to hear what the Spirit says to the assemblies, to the churches, to the churches. Sorry. <laughs> it says, To him who overcomes, to conquers, or conquers who? That fake doctrine. He who keeps his, uh, how do I say this, uh, his don, his gift pure. He who keeps it pure, he who um, maintains away from that and overcomes, I will give them to eat manna from that is hidden, which is the word. But this is, this is what I'm telling you. And I will give them the white stone with the new name engraved on the stone. This white stone, I was telling the people from church, I don't know if you guys were there or if you guys even paid attention to me, but they're saying that this white stone happens when you go in front of a judge. Did, did, you, guys, did you guys hear this part of it? No. Okay. Well, you go into a judge 
And did he give you a white or a black? White means you're justified. White means you're free to go. Mm -hmm. White means whatever you did, we forgave you. And black means you're guilty and you're going to pay for your, for, for your, for your mistakes. Mm -hmm. So what God says here is what? Are you supposed to be perfect? Are you supposed to be sinless? No, he says those who overcome, those who maintain pure, those who maintain close to me. What happens? I will vindicate. I will re-vindicate him and give him a brand new name. Mm -hmm. Those all in Revelation 2.17. And honestly, what's beautiful about it is I, I can continue going, but I don't want to continue boring everybody. But it, it, it continues to talk about how he will give this white stone and give him a brand new name. And with the vindication, what happens is that he changes everything completely from you. He gives you a brand new name and a new way of life. Wow. I spoke a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have something to say? So, so why you, why'd you go like this? <laughs> okay. Well, um... I like the long pause. <laughs> I don't know how to finish a podcast. I don't even know how long we have. I just love that the that the ending of our book says like enough with the rehearsing, um, with the rehearsing, you know, what to say, what to say and, and stuff, and just come that. forward and do it, right? Yeah, because I think it's just a small reminder. I think, I mean, even myself, I would just like to, um, like rehearse in my mind, like, oh my God, what am I gonna say to the father, you know? But mm -hmm. we shouldn't just do that. We should just come and just be ready and take the first step too. Mm -hmm. Then the first step is come back. Yeah. And that, and that God, yeah. yeah, I think from there on, I think, he yeah, he helps everybody. Okay. Well guys, we reached 32 minutes. Uh, no thanks to my friends here. They just let me die here, but Sorry. it's okay. Uh, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed your, uh, um, yeah, our podcast and guys don't forget to follow us and uh, don't forget to, uh, you know, give us a like and give us a rating. Hopefully it's a good rating after this one. God bless you guys. Take care. I'll see you guys next week. God bless.